I'll, I'll try to put this nicely. I think he's probably the most overrated coach um, in the NBA. I know I'm not alone in that opinion. Welcome to the Sports Forecasters Podcast. Thank you for tuning in today. This podcast has been created not to dwell and over-evaluate what has already happened in the sports world, but to predict and to forecast what has yet to come. From game picks to draft picks, and from trades to free agent signings, we will let you know what happens before it happens. Your hosts, Nick and Nate, will evaluate, study, and understand sports patterns, tendencies, and nuances to better prepare you on what to expect. Just like Weatherman, but way more accurate. So if you like to pick games, or you simply just want to be in the know before anybody else, you are in the right place. Enjoy the show. Hey everybody, welcome to the latest episode of the Sports Forecasters Podcast. I am your host, Nathan, and of course we have Nick with us as well. How are we doing today, Nick? Enjoying the 80-degree weather, getting ready for some playoff basketball. Hockey playoffs are underway, PGA Championships coming up, lots of good things on the sports horizon so what are we getting into today nathan a busy weekend in the sports world and uh i have a busy weekend because i am um, best man in my brother's wedding as well this weekend so i don't know how much sports i'll be watching but i certainly will be trying to follow it as much as i can whenever i can uh can get a break from all the festivities i got going on this weekend but you know we have the pj championship this coming weekend so you guys are going to hear our picks later in the show we're going to give who we think are going to be our top three in that next major uh tournament here for golf so look forward to that we have the hockey playoffs but we're not going to talk much about that today but we're going to first start with nba playoffs now we've had the playing tournaments and so right now we're going to first break down the east you know and i just want to remind our listeners uh, we don't know who's going to be the eighth seed at this time of the recording we know it's either going to be indiana or washington but we're going to give you our picks anyways because i think uh nick and i will probably still pick the 76ers to get out of that uh that first round regardless so uh, we're going to break down the east uh, east side of the playoff bracket here first before we get to the west but i want to remind you listeners out there i have a we have an nba playoff challenge it's just like a ncaa march madness challenge you pick the winners of the bracket all the way to the finals and uh you you've picked the winner right in the first round you get three points if you pick the winner right in the second round six points the conference finals is 12 points and the finals is 24 points but we're adding a twist to it because there's not a ton of games like a March Madness tournament. There's only 15. There's obviously a chance there could be some ties. So you can get bonus points based off how many games each series goes. So not only are you picking the winner, you're also guessing how many games the series will go. And if you get that exactly right, you'll get bonus points for that. So initially the bonus points per game is two in the first round but they those double as well as you continue to go and the reason they double is because those bonus points become more and more important because you have to guess the winner right in order to get them so let's say you have the clippers beating the mavericks in the first round in five games let's say but Let's say the Mavericks end up beating the Clippers in the first round of five games. You don't get the bonus points for guessing the games right in the series because you got the, the the team wrong. So the point of that is just to help break some ties. So I know it's a very got a lot of point systems here, but just all you got to do is fill out 
our Google form. It's on our Facebook page. Look for it. Fill it out. You go through and pick the winners of this entire NBA playoff and how many games each series will go. And as always, you want to be like your friend Greg, who joined our show a couple episodes ago. You get to join our show if you beat us. And we, we get to break this down. You get to talk about how how you're able to be so successful at picking this NBA playoff and, and, and really just show off your all your knowledge and expertise. So without further ado, Nick and I are going to give you our picks. We hope that we get your picks in the NBA playoff challenge on the Google form posted to our Facebook page. And while you're there, like it, subscribe to our podcast, give us five stars. We'd really appreciate that. So let's do this. Let's start with the East. Okay. So let's, Let's just take this game by game, man. 76ers going up against either Indiana or Washington. I guess, Nick, let's just keep this simple here because I think this is probably a pretty easy game. Uh, who do you got winning this? I have the 76ers winning, and I actually have it as a sweep. I just know I'm during the regular season, Washington's the team I think will be the eighth seed in the end. Um, that doesn't go towards the contest points, but I think it'll be Washington versus. The 76ers, I think they sweep. Regular season, Washington wasn't able to get the best of them in any of the matchups they had. So I think it continues in the playoffs there. What do you have, Nathan? Yeah, I have the 76ers as well. I have actually five games. I don't trust Doc Rivers ever in a playoff. Um, he, he is the coach that has blown the most 3-1 leads in any other coach in the history of in the NBA. I think he's blown three 3-1 three leads. Um, no coach has done ever more than one besides him. So I just never trust Doc actually ever sweeping a team. So, But I still have the 76ers winning to five. I actually think the Indi- they're going to play Indiana. So I'm curious to see um, who's right there. But we both got 76ers moving on. Knicks got four games. I got five games. Uh, let's jump to that 4-5 matchup, the Knicks and the Hawks. I think this could be really entertaining. Uh, what do you have here? Yeah, like you said, this is going to be a very interesting matchup. New York Knicks, Tom Thibodeau has rediscovered defense in the NBA. Maybe not the defense we know from late 90s, early 2000s, but still a defensive presence nonetheless. Against Atlanta Hawks, definitely rely on the offense. This one, a bit closer. I see this one going six games, and I'm going to have it break in the favor of the Knicks. I'm going to give New York a little love on this one, not because I feel super strong about it. They went 3-0 and against the Hawks in the season trying to play off that trend, but I do think it's going to be a competitive series and the Knicks just break out right. I'm hoping their offense breaks out right. Again, I'm going to go with the Knicks. Not feeling great about it, but going with them in a six-game series. Yeah, I think this is going to be very competitive as well. I mean, these are the the two least experienced playoff teams probably. Uh, You know, neither of these teams have been in the playoffs and the players as well have probably haven't really seen much playoff time. But uh, the Knicks, though, they have Derrick Rose, who has seen a lot of playoffs. And, and Julius Randle has been to a few playoffs as well when he was with the Lakers. So, and then Tom Thibodeau, their coach, has been to the playoffs uh, as well with um, with Derrick Rose in Chicago. So I think the Knicks get this. I like defense over offense anyways when it comes to the playoffs. And I think Atlanta's offense is very flashy i like it i love their coach nate uh i can't remember mckinnon or something like that uh i can't remember his last name but he coached the pacers last year and they fired him which they should have never fired him i i think he's a fantastic coach and ever since he took over this atlanta team 
you know, he they've went from like the 10th seed all the way up to the five seed. Um, so I like where this is going. So I think this is going to be a very competitive matchup, but I have the Knicks winning in seven games. I think the home court advantage and a little bit more playoff experience in the players and the coaches there is going to pull them ahead. So let's jump to the 3 6 matchup the Bucks and the Heat. Bucks and Heat, quite honestly, for me, I feel like this is going to be the most competitive series because I, I just feel like the Heat match up well against the Bucks. The Heat have a big guy that can contend with Giannis, slow him down, maybe obviously not stop him, but a lot of NBA teams lack that big guy down low to really match the physicality of Giannis. But I feel like the Heat have that presence. They have a scorer in Jimmy Butler, and they've just been looking much better, a lot closer to the playoff team we saw last season in the bubble. So I feel like this series is going to go seven. I really wavered on who to go with, but I think ultimately the Bucks get the revenge from last season and they come out on top of this. Simply put, I just feel like even though the Heat's trending the right way, I think the Bucks just all that experience, I think they're starting to figure out what Giannis can and can't do. And we're going to see if that holiday trade over in the offseason pays off. So I'm going to have the Bucks winning in seven. This this series, I feel like for the Eastern Conference, will be the best first round series. Yes, we we say the Knicks and the Hawks are going to be competitive, but this is going to be competitive in a whole different way with the Heat and Bucks. But I have the Bucks winning in seven again. Yeah, it's a. I think it's going to be competitive as well as well, and I think it's it's going to be um, the Knicks and the Hawks would be definitely entertaining, but I think the most intriguing and competitive matchup is this, simply because these are two very familiar playoff foes <laughs> and uh there's it's almost like a rivalry between these two now in the playoffs and the heat has gotten the bucks numbers and like you said i they match up well but the bucks i think they upgraded on the point guard they got drew holiday over the offseason i think that's really going to I, I mean if i was the bucks it's like if jimmy butler's getting hot i'd put drew holiday on him because he's Drew Holiday's like a top three defender in this league, in my opinion. Or if uh, Duncan Robinson's getting hot from the outside, I'd put Drew Holiday on him. Or, or Tyler Hero gets streaky, right? I'd put the Drew Holiday on him. But the Heat also have very great defense, and that's why they, they force Giannis 15 feet outside the basket. They force him to shoot outside jumpers, and that's how they beat him. And they added Trevor Reza, who is a great perimeter defender who's lengthy. I think he will match up well defending Giannis. Obviously, bam down low, going to be that red protector as well. But I think this Drew Holiday bringing to the equation is going to make this interesting. I have this going six games, and I really, deep down, I'm like, I think the Bucks are going to get their revenge because they've been playing well. But the Heat have been the hottest team since mid-April in the NBA. Uh when we last talked, we predicted they would be in the play-in tournament, but yet they go and just sweep everybody, um, including the Celtics, who we thought were going to get that sixth seed and just beat them convincingly. And I was watching some of these games because I was very intrigued by this. And they're the hottest team in the NBA right now, and no one's slowing them down with a full healthy lineup. I just think they're going to have the Bucks number. Um, so I'm really excited for that. But I have the Heat in six games. Let's jump to the Nets versus the Celtics. Nets versus Celtics. This series definitely took a turn when Jalen Brown, it was revealed for his wrist injury that he wasn't coming back the rest of the season. That really changes the dynamic of what the Celtics could potentially do to try to keep up with the Nets. 
ultimately, I don't think that changes the outcome of the series, but it would have made this series a bit more compelling. I don't think the Celtics go about getting swept. They're definitely a team where Brad Stevens always has them in position to be competitive and contend with the team. But ultimately, I think the Nets do bring it together. It looks rocky at first, but they find their groove midway through this series and start to click the look close to the team we thought we were going to get at the beginning of the season. I have the Nets winning this in six games. Ultimately, the Nets are starting to get healthy at the right time. Celtics are getting banged up at the wrong time. So I believe that's the factor that really tips the scale in the Nets' favor. Not that they need a whole lot in their favor to begin with, with the stars they have on the roster. What do you have, Nathan? I have Nets winning, but I have them winning in a sweeping fashion. Uh, they're going to have their full arsenal back. I love this team. I know a lot of people hate them. But gosh, if James Harden's on the court, I'm not a James Harden fan, but clearly he is the most valuable player on this team. Uh, when he's not on the court, they struggle. But if he's on the court, either with KD or Kyrie, they're unstoppable. Uh, they're going to have everybody there. It's going to be a healthy team. <laughs> they're the most dominant team when they're healthy. So Boston just looks terrible. Like, people think, I'm not sold on Jason Tatum being a superstar. I know he, he's put up a couple 50-point games this season, but he lays eggs a lot in, in this game as well. And he just doesn't show up. He's, uh, he's too quiet for me. He's not, he's not a... A vocal enough leader for me. I just I see him as a great two man, but not as a one man. And with Jalen Brown out, going up against Kyrie, James Harden, and Kevin Durant, like there's no way, there's no way uh, Jason Tatum could carry this team um, into the next round, let alone win even one game. I have the Nets sweeping the, the Celtics. So, well, we agreed three on the four. So let's let's start with the one that we agreed with: 76ers and the Knicks. What, who do you have going to the next round? 76ers versus Knicks. New York Knicks, fantastic story this season. You went from being 15th in your conference projected at the beginning of the season to being the fourth seed overall. Um, we have them squeaking by the hawk. Both of us, you have seven. I have six games. But this is where the story ends. Maybe the Knicks squeeze out one game. I'm going to give them one game just for the fact that they did make it to the second round, kind of what you alluded to before i think the 76ers will get one sweep but i think that's in the first round i think the second round knicks do get one game in their series but the 76ers ultimately win this in a five game series four to one so i have the 76ers winning just too much for the knicks to take on right now they just don't have the arsenal to contend with the 76ers what do you have nathan yeah i have the 76ers as well but i'm giving the knicks two games here i think they're gonna i think their defense it's gonna it's gonna be really hard for the 76ers to make this a, a sweep or even a gentleman sweep in five games. Uh, I think that this Knicks defense is really good. I really like Tom Thibodeau as a coach. Derrick Rose is playing way above his salary right now. Julius Randle looks like a perennial All Star. Um, I think they keep this competitive, but ultimately it's just not enough firepower there. Not enough experience and size. Uh, so I do have the 76ers moving on. Um, winning this in six games. So let's jump to the next series. I know we have two different teams here, so I'll let you go first, who you, who your winner is and how many games. So in the previous matchup, I had the Bucks edging out the Heat in seven games. Matchup-wise, a lot of things go well for both teams to play at the strings. So I have the Bucks winning that one in seven games coming up against the Nets. Like I said before, I feel like the Nets, midway through the Celtics series, they'll kind of try to figure up around game three slash four. I think the Nets will just start looking like closer to that team we thought we were going to get at the beginning of the season that's just going to 
not take over the East, but definitely have that dominating force in the East. So when it comes to Nets and Bucks, really what I'm looking at is, are the Nets going to step up and play defense, slow down Giannis? There's a game plan out there. Teams have shown it season after season. Your Heat have shown it season after season, how to slow down Giannis. Will the Nets commit to slowing him down? That's what the real question is going to be. Because, yeah, Holiday is a nice addition, but he's not going to be enough. I ultimately have the Nets winning this. I think with the pieces they've added with those veterans and Griffin and Jordan and just having that depth there, Aldridge would have been a nice piece to have there to have someone to rotate in. But obviously that's not to be. I do have the Nets winning, but I do think this is going to go seven games. And if it's the Heat, I would even say it would be seven games as well. Not steal a little bit of your thunder there, but I just feel like this series is going to be the marquee series for the East leading into the finals. What do you have, Nathan? So yeah, I have Nets and Heat. I don't have the Bucks here. I have the Nets moving on. I have the six games. I originally had seven. I'm going to go back to six games. Um, I just think they're that dominant. Just like the 76ers-Knicks, I think the Knicks get two games simply because of their defense. I think the Heat get two games simply because of their, their defense. The Nets, very high offensive power team. Defensively, not so good. Um, I think the Heat really challenged the Nets here. And this this series will feel a lot closer than what it really is. Um, simply because uh, I, I think it's going to be a little bit more physical. I think you're going to see the Nets a little knocked around a little bit. But it's just the talent and the firepower. I I don't think the Heat's going to be able to keep up with. You're going to have Kendrick Nunn or Kyrie Irving. You're going to have Jimmy Butler and James Harden. And you're going to have Kevin Durant and Duncan Robinson. You know, it's just just saying those names. It's just like, yeah, it's it's hard to see the Heat winning this series. So I got Nets at six. Uh, moving on to the Eastern Conference Finals. So we both have the 76ers and Nets. I'm curious. Who do you got going to the finals? 76ers and Nets, the matchup that any TV programmer, TNT or ESPN or whoever has it, wants to see because it's going to draw eyes to the screen. Bucks could do that as well, but we both have 76ers versus Nets. The big thing is if my bracket goes how I'm projecting, the Nets will have plenty of practice on how to handle a big man. Now, Giannis is not the same big man as Embiid, not by... Any stretch, I feel like Embiid has a lot more physicality to him than Giannis. Not that Giannis doesn't. I just feel like Embiid's game warrants that more. But I think the Nets end up winning this. I feel like they're starting to come together at the right time, getting all their pieces back at the right time. Not that the 76ers are faltering. But one thing we've talked about early on the season is Doc Rivers tends to not do so well when it gets to crunch time. He's Yes, he has an NBA championship, but how many series were close that he ended up losing? So ultimately, I think the Nets do it, and I believe they do it in six games. I believe they figure out, after taking on Giannis, they figure out a way to frustrate the big man in Embiid. Ben Simmons isn't going to be that scorer that's going to help you out, and the other pieces try to help, but it's not going to be enough to contend with the Nets. So I have the Nets in six games going to the finals. Who do you have, Nathan? I have the Nets as well, so we agree there. But I don't have any six games. I have this seven games. I think 76ers will be the hot team going into this game simply because they're the, I feel like, the most balanced team offensively and defensively. Predict the 76ers at least get up on a 2-1 to one lead here, maybe even a 3-1 to one lead. I have this going seven games no matter what. So 
We've seen Doc do it not once, not twice, but three times. Blow a 3-1 lead. So I think 76ers come out hot. I think they have at least a 2-1 lead, maybe even a 3-1 lead. But the Nets will win two or three straight at the end to win this series in seven games and move on to the NBA Finals. That's a great prediction. I do hope it goes seven games. You always hope at that stage when you get to the Finals, whether it's Eastern Conference, Western Conference, or the Finals, that we get those seven games. Because as sports fans, we always look for that drama. So before we continue on with our picks in the Western Conference for the playoffs, we will now give our three players that we think are going to finish near the top of the PGA Championship major this weekend. And so Nick and I, we... we we kind of studied golf a little bit, and we we, we looked back and fig- and we each picked three before they teed off on Thursday, and so we each have our three players that we'd like to share with you. Hopefully, they're all doing good by this point, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. And we're gonna do the same competition just between us two. We'll just add up their seeds. Whoever has the lowest score wins the competition. So it should be really fun. So let's just go back and forth. I think we did that last time. So I'll, I'll give you my, my first one, and then I'll let you go. Um, so first off, I'm going to start with, the, actually, I'm going to start with the defending champion, Morikawa. He is one of the hottest players right now in the sport. So obviously, he's going to, I assume he's going to be in contention because of that. But, uh, you know, Brooks Kepka won this back-to-back years the previous two years. He won it last year, so... Um, just to keep that trend going of winning it back-to-back years. And I think there's something about going into a tournament. Like, you're the defending champ, and there's a chip on your shoulder. It's like, this is mine until I choose to lose it. So you play with the extra edge on top of the fact that he's playing really hot right now in the in golf. I feel like he, he's going to find his way near the top by, by Sunday afternoon. Who do you have uh, as one of your three golfers? One of my three golfers this week I'm going to go with is Xander Shuffle. He looked decent during the Masters, didn't have a top 10 finish if I can remember correctly, but I liked where he was going with it. As of late, he seemed to be golfing pretty strong, so I'm going to go with him, hoping that he can capitalize on the momentum he came in in the PGA Championship. Who's your second pick, Nathan? My second pick is the guy that I picked to finish near the top of the Masters, and that's Rory McIlroy. He's a guy that he just came off a really big win not too long ago. It's his first one in one of his longest droughts that he's ever had. It's just he's due. I just I feel like he's due for another major. I feel like he's just due to get hot. I feel like the last, you know, the last uh, tournament he won will give him some momentum. But on top of all this, he's won the PGA Championship before in the past at this exact course in South Carolina. So. Um, he's won it at this course. I feel like he just got a win, first one in a while. Just carry that momentum, carry that you know that that drive that he has to just kind of get back into being an elite golfer in in the world. Who do you have? I'll just continue with that trend, and I'm going with Rory as well. He won the, on this course, like you said, in 2012. For lack of a better term, I he has finally broken his streak of not winning a not a major, but winning a golf tournament 
a few weeks ago. So I'm hoping that momentum carries on and his experience with the course. I know that didn't work so good with the Masters when I said experience in the course, but I'm going to write it anyways. And I'm going to go with Rory as well as my second golfer. Who do you have for your third one? Yeah, my third one is my favorite golfer. Um, he was my a wild card pick I have for the Masters, but I didn't end up picking him. Which I end up should I should have picked him because he did pretty well. But that's Jordan Spieth. He is playing really well. I think he is the hottest golfer right now in the world. Even though he's not ranked up there um, at this time, he's just been playing super well. This is and on top of it, this is the one major that he hasn't won to get the career Grand Slam. So he knows that going into this, he knows he's the hottest golfer in the world. You combine those two things, I think he can have a very dangerous weekend. So I got Jordan Spieth finishing near the top. Who do you have? For my last person, I have Justin Thomas. Won the PGA Championship in 2017. I realize not the same course. However, in 2020, he had a good outing. Fourth in the Masters, tied for eighth in the U.S. Open. So hopefully momentum carries on this Masters. In 2020, he had a good Around a good year of golf, despite all the setbacks with COVID. So I'm going to go with him to come into the PGA Championship, being a guy under 30, a long tournament. Hopefully he can strike gold and finish near the top. Yeah, that was one thing. That's a good point. One thing I looked up, the last seven winners have all been in their 20s in the PGA Championship. So um, I think that's uh, these young guys, man, they're killing it. So those are our picks. So enjoy the uh, the PJ Championship this weekend, but also enjoy the NBA playoffs because those start Saturday, and we have a Western Conference to pick now. So let's get started with that. Um, so let's go game by game, just like we did in the East, uh, Nick. And we'll start with um, the Jazz. They're going to go up against. Well, they're going to go up against either Golden State or the Grizzlies. I'm not sure if that's going to affect your picks at this time that we're recording this, but if you want to go ahead and break that game down and who you have winning, um, is it going to be the eighth seed or is Jazz going to prevail? Well, at the time of this recording, we ourselves to stay up long enough to see the conclusion of the Lakers and Warriors. So we know it's either going to be the Warriors or the Grizzlies coming into this matchup. Personally, I think the Warriors are going to come out with a vengeance and eliminate the Grizzlies from entering the playoffs. So I believe it will be the Jazz taking on the Warriors. The Jazz have Rudy Gobert, which is a great rim protector, but for a team like the Warriors, is that going to be much of a difference maker? I feel like the Jazz were going to have to do a bit of shifting with their lineup. Obviously, you want him there with his ability to rebound and team second guess driving into the lane and going for that easy layup. He He's a force to be reckoned with under the rim. Donovan Mitchell's coming back. He's projected um, at the time of this recording, projected that he'll come back on Sunday. Had a long layover, so I don't know that they get right on track right away, but the Jazz is a team that is one of those that plays like a team. They they are going to win like a team or they're going to lose like a team. So for the Jazz and my projected Warriors matchup, I think it's going to be an interesting series early on as the Jazz try to get adapted to having Donovan Mitchell back into it. However, I do believe the Jazz end up overpowering the Warriors. Steph has had a great season, but... He's not a one-man show, but it often feels like he's a one-man show, and he tries to do it the right way by involving his teammates, but making the shots when he needs to or taking the shots when they're available. But I think the Jazz win this one in six games. Moving on to the next round. Who do you have in this series, Nathan? Yeah, um, I have exactly what you have. I think the Warriors are going to beat the Grizzlies, but I have Jazz winning in six. I think the Warriors 
make this close. I think it could even be a 2-2 series. And then the Jazz win the final two. I think just the magic of Steph will just will keep them in this game early. The, there's not much there compared to the Jazz. And uh, the Jazz are very well coached. I love Quinn Snyder a lot. And I just it's just too much for them. Gobert's just going to have a heyday down low because they have... They have no one to stop them. So I just I, I feel like Curry will win them two games single-handedly. But other than that, Jazz will run away with this in six games. Let's jump down to the 4-5 matchup, the Clippers and Mavs. Who do you have? The Los Angeles Clippers and Dallas Mavericks. At our midseason review, we had the Mavericks as one of the teams that was disappointing. Obviously, they've turned that around become the fifth seed in the Western Conference. So kudos to them for... Finding their identity again, I guess, would be the best thing I say for that. Los Angeles Clippers has been that team that everyone was high on when Kawhi Leonard, Paul George came into it. Since this duo has come together, they have underperformed or been below the bar that everyone thought they would be at. They just haven't shown up. However, I do think this series repeats from last season, not necessarily the number of games, but who the winner is going to be. I believe the Los Angeles Clippers will win. Paul George is playing well. Kawhi isn't playing quite as well, but I feel like this team is meshing together well. They're not, compared to other professional teams, I felt like last season they fell apart. I don't think that happens quite as much. I think they take care of the Mavericks, but the Mavericks are not going to get swept in this. They're just too good of a team. I believe the Clippers prevail in six games against the Dallas Mavericks. What do you have, Nathan? Yeah, I, I'm i not I'm not high on the Clippers, I'm not going to lie, but I'm also high, I'm not high on the Mavs. The Mavs, um, like we said, they were disappointing early. They did find a way to pick it up, but I think the only reason they're a five seed is because of the injuries plagued in the West and uh, the breaks that Dallas has gotten because of that. Regard whether it's people resting players or the injuries that have happened. I mean, Portland's been beat up, LA's been beat up, the Clippers have been resting a lot of people. You know, it's so uh, even even the Nuggets. You know, they've been beat up even though they're seated ahead of them. So I think. I'm still kind of disappointed in the Mavs. I just think they've taken advantage of the fact that of beating up West. But the Clippers aren't obviously going to arrest anybody. And they're just they're just way more talented, and they have a way better defense. Mavericks, I don't know if they even know what the definition of defense is. They're one of the worst at it. I mean, Lucas is they're, he's going to put up triple doubles, but they're going to have to put up 140 points a night if they want to win this series, and they're not going to be able to do that. So Clippers win. I think this is actually a very quick series. I have a gentleman sweep. I have the Clippers winning in five games. We're going to move on to the Nuggets Portland series. Who do you have? Nuggets and Portland series. This would be a much more intriguing series if Jamal Murray was in it. Kellen Jokic has had a great season, a phenomenal season, averaging, I believe, a triple-double throughout the season, which is great. It's what the Nuggets need to be successful. But without Jamal Murray, similar to what I the case I made earlier with the Celtics, I just don't think he's going to have enough pieces around him to take down Dame and CJ. I think Dame and CJ actually find a way to win this simply with the piece of missing with the Nuggets because Jamal's not the only injury they're dealing with. They've had quite a few where they have to rest and kind of manage workloads and everything like that. So even though Denver has had a great NBA season, I just feel like injuries will play a huge factor out for them while the trailblazers have been trending the right direction so i actually have the trailblazers upsetting the nuggets in this one and i'm going to go six games as well it just seems to be my theme for the first round on the western side apparently what do you have nathan this is going to be the 
the best series in the West. So I think we talked about the Knicks and Hawks being a really great series to watch, entertaining. I think this one's going to be the series in the West. I have this going seven. I think this would be much closer to a sweep if Jamal was playing. Uh, but even with Jamal Hurt, Denver has they've been playing very well. Uh, Jokic is obviously up there, uh, one of the three NBA MVP finalists. Um, and so I I'm not a I'm not high on Portland. Portland and Dallas, I'm not, I'm, I've never been high on. I, f- I feel they're slightly overrated teams. High-powered offenses. Defensively, there's too many question marks for me. And when it comes to the playoffs, you have to play defense. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. And they haven't showed me enough the where they play, you know they're going to play good enough defense. I just think you're going to get a typical Portland team that just disappoints in the playoffs. And I have them losing in seven games in the first round. I think Denver prevails. I think they're a better coach team, way better coach team. They've got an MVP caliber player on their team. They play defense better. And clearly, guys have stepped up when Jamal got hurt. And I like that. I like that perseverance. I love when I see players do that and they didn't lose a step. So, um I feel like Denver will win this game, but I have a going seven. I think it's going to be entertaining, and uh, they'll move on to the next round. All right, last game, Suns-Lakers. Suns-Lakers, who would have thought that the Lakers would slip down to the seventh seed? I had them hanging on the sixth seed, but injuries played a huge factor into this matchup coming the way it did, and some teams down the stretch losing, throwing some games or tanking some games to make sure they didn't have the Lakers. But that's neither here nor there. Suns versus Lakers. Suns have been the Phoenix Suns have been a great story. We've talked about this. Chris Paul has been a great regular season player, phenomenal stat line, always brings his team into the playoffs. His whole career, he's been coming up just a little short each time. The Lakers against the Warriors looked very rusty, and it it was a three point game. Granted, the Warriors are not some pushover team that you can just walk over, but the Lakers just it took them a while to find their groove. And in the Suns series, I believe that's going to be the same case. The Suns have been doing very well as playing team basketball, very similar to the Jazz. So I think this series will go to seven simply because the Suns will find ways to frustrate LeBron and Anthony Davis. But ultimately, LeBron and Anthony Davis do win this series in seven. I'm trying to break away from that sixth trend on this one. The Suns will compete, but they'll go down swinging this time. What do you have, Nathan? Yep. Uh Good pick. I agree. I think the Lakers win, but I have six games. Uh, and the reason I have six games, um, I don't I don't think – I really feel like the Lakers are going to play like 80%. I think they're still very concerned about injuries, and um, they're favored <laughs> to win this. It's like the first – gosh, I can't remember. It's the first time it's very, a long, long time that a seven seed was favored over a two-seed in the NBA playoffs. Uh, but I feel like this will go six games. Um, and Lakers favored to move on. Um, I think the Lakers could sweep them, um, but I feel like they're going to play a little bit more conservative, resting LeBron, maybe even limiting his minutes and Anthony Davis minutes just so they have the endurance and the stamina to get through this. Now you're probably thinking, well, if they just win four games, they could rest. That's very true. But if they try to win all four and they don't, then I think that's a lot more hurtful to them than just, you know, maybe being a little bit more conservative um, throughout, you know, throughout this series and letting it go an extra game or two. So I think Lakers win in six, but our reality, I feel like they'll kind of dominate this, this series, even though it does go six games. 
All right, semis. I feel like we agreed on all but one. Once again, it's the same one. I had a 6-3 upset in the East. You had the 6-3 upset in the West. Other than that, we picked the same. So, Jazz Clippers, who do you have? Jazz and Clippers, two teams that have had different expectations about them. And honestly, this one is going to be... I, I believe the Clippers will do enough to make it a seven-game series. This one, I keep going back and forth. I keep saying, well, I could see a scenario where the Clippers might be able to pull it off just because they're more they're more in love with their jump shots although jump shots in today's nba isn't the best statistical shot to take that kind of neutralizes gobert but on the other hand the jazz have just been that sound team and putting together stat lines the points per game are very close points allowed per game are very close efficiency is very close but ultimately i'm going to give it to the jazz just because the clippers just seem to be that team that they just don't know how to accelerate when it's crunch time or when it comes down the stretch or when it's a tough matchup back to back to back in a series. They just haven't proven that to me. I think Paul George starts to shrink once the pressure's on every night as opposed to the regular season where you might have a stretch of two tough games and then you can bounce back. So I'm going to go with seven games. I'm going to stick with the Jazz. I'm going to stick with the Jazz winning this one against the Clippers in seven games. What do you have, Nathan? I have exactly what you have. I have Jazz winning in seven. Clippers are the more talented team. Jazz are the better coach team. I'm going to go with better coach over the most talented team in this situation. And I think I think this series, you're going to see these moments where Quinn Snyder just outsmarts and outcoaches Tyron Lue. I'm not... I told you in the first round, I'm not huge on the Clippers, especially their head coach. I, I, I'll, I'll try to put this nicely. I think he's probably the most overrated coach um, in the NBA. I know I'm not alone in that opinion. The Clippers just, they confuse me. They never look that good. I think they only win games simply because they're talented, but they don't win because they play harder. They don't win because they have better chemistry. They don't win because they're better coach. They just win purely on talent. Jazz have great chemistry. They're well coached. They have home court advantage. They have everything here. And I think you're going to see a Clippers team that, you know, they'll win games simply because of talent. But when it comes to crunch time, when they need to win and close out the series, they won't be able to, mainly because it's going to be a, a coaching war. And I think Quinn Snyder outcoaches Tyron Lue easily, towards, uh, especially towards the end of the series. So I got the Jazz in seven. So you've got Portland and the Lakers next. Yes, I have Portland versus Lakers. Again, I don't see them beating the Lakers. I think they can push the Lakers and get some games from them. I think this will be a six-game series. Not really a whole lot I could say about the compel myself to go against the Lakers beating the Trailblazers in six games. Just I think the Laker, the Trailblazers sneak some games past them. I don't Lakers don't have I don't think the Lakers quite have that roster that screams to you that they can have a sweep of any sort so i believe the lakers will win this in six games they have more talent they have depth where it can trump the trailblazers so lakers in six what do you have nathan yeah lakers and i have going up against the nuggets um say denver moving on and uh i have lakers in seven like you said i just don't see lakers getting any sweeps at all in this playoff, I just think how they're going to play and just be a little bit more on the conservative side because they don't want to tweak another ankle or whatever's going on with Anthony Davis and LeBron because without them, they're done. So, um, you know, play the long game, 
maybe stretch these series out a bit. So I, I think the Lakers do win this. I think they win this in, in seven. You know, I'm really baking on the fact that the Lakers stay healthy. <laughs> That's the biggest question mark here. You know, and if they're not healthy, I mean, this I'll throw these predictions out the window. Uh, but assuming the Lakers stay healthy, I think they um, battle Denver. This would be a rematch of the Western Conference Finals last year. But I think this one will go seven games, but I have Lakers prevailing. So we both have Jazz and Lakers in the Western Finals. Who do you have? I think Jazz have had a great, they had a great season. They made a great run. I, I think, like you said, as long as the Lakers stay healthy, I don't know that the Jazz can put it together to beat them four games. I do think it goes seven games, but I, see, I think the Lakers end up winning it. I don't really want the Lakers to win, but I can see a scenario where the Jazz can win it. It just, I don't feel strongly enough to go with that scenario that I could see for it to happen. I think the Lakers win it in seven games. They become the road warriors and make it happen to get LeBron to the NBA finals. What do you have, Nathan? I agree. I got the Lakers winning as well. I have them winning in six games. I have them winning on their home court, though. I think this is where they turn it on. This is where they, like, okay, now they're, there's no playing conservative. We're in the Western Conference Finals. We just got to put the pedal to the metal and just go for it. And um, once again, baking on they stay healthy. I think they win this in six. I think this this is the most dominant they'll look throughout the entire playoffs because of the fact I feel like they're going to probably – Okay, now we got to get going because, you know, we're, we're creeping up to the finals. We're playing the number one team in the entire NBA. So let's do this. And I think they take care of them and end six games, win on their home court. Um, they're just more, I think, just more talented. And Lakers finished with the best defense, actually, all year. And that's without AD and LeBron on the floor a lot of the time. So that really shows a lot of their supporting casts does really great and i love great defenses i think vogel's a great coach i think quinn snyder's a great coach i just this is going to be two teams that are smart playing well but i think the lakers talent and playoff dominance and playoff experience will prevail and they'll top the jazz in six so i think we both got the lakers and nets in the finals right yeah like nathan said for the finals we have nets versus lakers so, big question, Nathan. Who ends up winning the trophy in the end? Who do you have when we have the Nets versus the Lakers? So, I alluded to this earlier when we've put out our in- initial predictions. There's this weird trend in the NBA the last five or ish years, six, seven years, whatever. First-year head coaches win NBA championships way too often. And at this point, you probably know who I'm picking. But Tyron Lue with the Cavs won it. Steve Kerr with the Warriors won it. Kitchens won it for Toronto. All first-year head coaches. But we got a first-year head coach in Brooklyn. His name is Steve Nash, and he's probably got the most talented team. He's got an assistant coach that has a lot of playoff experience, Mike D'Antoni. I love... Kyrie and I love James Harden as number two players on a team, not number one players. I think they play much better. So if this team is healthy and they have those three guys in for at least 75% of their games, they're winning they're they're winning the trophy. I think at this point the Lakers exhaustion kicks in, their fatigue kicks in, 
Um, and due to injury, due to their age, I mean, they're just an older team. And I still don't trust the chemistry on the Lakers, um, even though people question the Nets' chemistry. But regardless of that, when the Nets had all these injuries, they're still the number two seed in the East. When the Lakers had all these injuries, they dropped to the number seven, team, seven seed in the, the West. On top of that, there have been a lot of other injuries in the West, and they haven't been able to overcome them. You know, like, but in the East, I don't think there's been as much injuries. I mean, the Knicks have been full throttle all the time. That's why they're winning. So has Atlanta. Uh, the Heat's battled some injuries, but the Bucks have always been full powered. And the 76ers, outside of Embiid, you know, they've had a lot of, they've been doing well and they've played well without Embiid. So I feel like the Lakers probably had somewhat of an easier path, hence the three teams at the top of the conference that probably shouldn't even be there with the Jazz and the Suns and the Nuggets. I, I just, I feel like they have a little bit more holes. I think the Nets prove that it doesn't matter who's on the floor, even if they're big three aren't on the floor, they're so dominant. Um, but I, I have this a series. I'm doing seven games. I feel like these finals always go six or seven games. And when you have LeBron, AD, KD, James Harden, Kyrie all on the same floor, it's like, how can it not go seven games? So I'm going to go seven games. I'm picking the Brooklyn Nets to, to win the NBA championship. The big thing here for any final series is protecting that home court. Protecting your home court is monumental. And with this not being a bubble situation, that travel and recovery, who's going to recover the best? So like you said, who's going to be healthier down the stretch? They're both going to come out of series based on what we said. And that's coming out of series with the 76ers where it's going to be a rough and tumble, very physical matchup. The Jazz, same thing, physical. I had the Nets winning six games when we said the Eastern Conference Finals. Western Conference Finals, I said seven games. So that's a big factor in it, who, getting that little bit of rest. Because both teams, like you said, have dealt with injuries. But the Nets seem to weather the storm a lot better than the Lakers. Lakers really had to find their identity. Both went into an arms race coming down the stretch near the trade deadline. In the end, I do think it's seven games as well. A lot of the reasons you said, I'm going to go with the Brooklyn Nets. I just feel like their talent is going to show up. Kevin Durant, when he's on, I don't know that there's anyone on the court for the Lakers that's going to disrupt what he's doing. Both teams come in as healthy as can be. Ultimately, the Nets win in seven games and what is sure to be a thrilling series if we get the seven games. Yeah, well, gosh, we have a very similar bracket. The only thing that we differ on is the 6-3 matchup in the first round. Other than that, we have all the same winners. So this is going to come down to how many games each series goes uh, between the two of us. But if you haven't filled out your own bracket, make sure you do. Um, They're open until... uh, the first game tips off in the NBA playoffs. So uh, make sure you click the link. We'll have it uh, on our Facebook page and also in the bio of the podcast as well to fill out the Google form to pick um, what you feel like uh, the playoffs are going to go. Maybe you agree with us. Maybe you don't. Uh, We're curious to know. And uh, we have the scoring system. It's all spelled out in the Google form. I'm not going to go over that again. So we'll keep track of that score. And if whoever beats the two of us, the invite is open for you guys to join our show and discuss um, how you did it, what what you did to to come up on top. Um, But there's one more thing I do want to bring up. I actually did the NBA 2K21 playoff simulation. 
I'm not going to go game by game. So let me just jump to the conference finals. We have a battle of Los Angeles in the Western Finals. But Clippers top the Lakers in seven games in the Western Finals. In the East, a very similar matchup that Nick and I have. 76ers and the Nets in the Eastern Conference Finals. The 76ers surprisingly beat the Nets in five games, according to NBA 2K21. I think they forget that Doc Rivers coaches the 76ers. So that means the 76ers and the Clippers face off against each other in the finals. And this looks more like a Doc Rivers-led team. The Clippers sweep the 76ers to win the NBA championship for 0 so they have the Clippers raising the trophy. There's a lot I disagree with this bracket, but you know what? At least it gives a little bit of more of a variety because Nick and I seem to be more on the same page. So that I will post the NBA 2K predictions into the Google form along with my own predictions and Nick will do his as well. So make sure you put yours in. We want as many as possible uh, to really make this a really fun competition. And with that said, that concludes our episode for tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, this has been Nathan Singer. I'm Nick Alvarez. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next time.